Good Thursday. This is Ozarks at Large for January 12th, 2023. I'm Kyle Kellams. This is 91.3 KUAF, a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. After a few days with spring-like temperatures, today and tonight will feel more like winter. Lows across the region tonight falling into the 20s. The cold snap will pass quickly with afternoon highs around 60 by Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Later this hour, Arkansas Democrats in the legislature are trying to push back against GOP supermajorities in both chambers. And Paul Gatling talks with the CEO of Matoba, a software company based in Tennessee that's moving its headquarters to downtown Bentonville. That conversation and more of the week's business news on the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report in about 12 minutes. First today, Comprehensive Health of Planned Parenthood Great Plains is now offering telehealth medication abortion care at its Kansas clinics where abortion remains legal. The new service is available to women able to travel from surrounding states that severely restrict or ban abortion, including Arkansas. On January 3rd, the FDA ruled U.S. retail pharmacies can now dispense abortion pills directly to patients with prescriptions. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich reports. Planned Parenthood Great Plains provides reproductive health care at licensed clinics in Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma, including surgical and medication abortions. But that changed last June when a conservative-majority U.S. Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade, a 50-year-old federal constitutional right to abortion, leaving states to decide women's reproductive health care choices. That decision spurred a half-dozen states, including Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma, to enact strict abortion bans. But in Kansas last August, voters rejected a proposed amendment to the state constitution to ban abortion, allowing comprehensive health of Planned Parenthood Great Plains clinics in Wichita and Kansas City, Kansas, to maintain abortion services with assistance from fly-in physicians. Then, on December 19th, Planned Parenthood Great Plains announced the availability of telemedicine abortion services in Kansas to better meet demand created by women living in banned states, including Arkansas. Emily Wales is president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Great Plains. What it means for us is that in areas where we have a hard time staffing with physicians, which is everywhere in the four states we serve, We now don't have to wait for a fly-in or a staff physician who's traveling from another city to be there. We can provide medication abortion even on days when we're relying on physicians who are not in the same city as our patients. Patients less than 10 weeks pregnant are eligible for medication abortions. You get an ultrasound. You have to go through Kansas's state-mandated consent process, including a waiting period. Um, But then rather than having a physician dispense the medication to you, one of our other staff members does. But first, qualified telehealth physicians licensed to practice in Kansas but who may live out of state meet virtually with patients to review sonogram images, medical histories, and field questions. If approved for a medication abortion, patients then meet with staff at either the Wichita Clinic or two sites in Kansas City, Kansas, where the treatment is closely monitored by their telehealth physician. Patients are first prescribed mifepristone, which blocks a key pregnancy hormone, followed by mesopristol, which causes contractions that expel the embryo. So one of our team members will provide the mifepristone and the mesopristol to you. So it really is shockingly similar to what happens when you have a physician there. It's just that a different approved personnel is instructed by the physician to hand you the medication. As strict abortion bans were enacted last year, Planned Parenthood Great Plains discouraged women from traveling to Kansas for both medication and surgical abortions due to limited staff and resources. We're trying to be really honest with patients. You know, it is absolutely a public health crisis. There are more people who need access to this care than there are providers in the states that surround banned areas. You know, we in Kansas are seeing more and more patients who are coming from out of state, more and more patients who are having to delay care than we can serve. And they're all going to largely the same states. Many people are going to Illinois, to New Mexico, to Colorado, to Kansas. So 
we are taking calls and we're seeing the patients we can, and then we're trying to connect the people we cannot see with resources as close to home as possible. Um, but it's very common right now for patients to be traveling 10 or 15 hours for care. According to the Center for Reproductive Rights, half of all states are expected to issue abortion bans, leaving women across the country to reckon with inscrutable and threatening anti-abortion laws. In Arkansas, more than 3,000 women annually sought medical or surgical abortions, data show. Now Arkansas reproductive health care providers are subjugated to right-wing pro-life lawmakers who threaten stiff fines and prison for those who breach the ban. Whale says two Planned Parenthood clinics continue to operate in Arkansas in Rogers and Little Rock, offering an array of sexual and reproductive health services, excluding abortion. And we still have the same, you know, First Amendment protected rights to tell you about what's legal in other states, what your options are. To, to let you know if you're pregnant and how far along you are, because you should have access to all that medical knowledge about yourself so you can make an informed decision. Um, so our team is still here. And whether you are seeking birth control or you have questions about abortion or you, you don't know what's legal or not, we're a safe place to come and get that information. But you can't get telemedicine abortion from Arkansas. That's true. Earlier this month, FDA updated a rule allowing certified retail pharmacies to dispense prescription mifepristone directly to patients for the first time, previously dispensed only at health clinics. Pharmacies in banned states, however, remain prohibited. We're at a point where in states where abortion is, is legal, it's increasingly accessible and you can get access to care by having um, pharmacies that can distribute these medications. And then at the same time, you have parts of the country where abortion is totally inaccessible and people are scrambling and desperate. Um, but it's exciting to see. I don't know that it's going to change entirely the, the world of abortion care, especially in the parts of the country we live in, because it's still banned in three of the four states we serve. And, and we'll see how many pharmacies go through the process to be certified and start um, distributing, dispensing medication abortion. But it is it's a nice thing to see the FDA agree with what advocates and providers have said for a long time, which is this care is, is safe and should absolutely be accessible. As for Kansas, pro-choice advocates and health care providers continue to work under certain threat, Wales says. We've had some members of the Kansas legislature already say that they are intent on attempting to ban abortion again. They're going to keep this front and center. So it's not going away, but it does feel very different to live in a post-war world where people see how terrible it is to seek care in states like Arkansas or Missouri or Oklahoma and what an awful situation people in those states are in. And they also get to see what the Kansas vote looked like. You know, it it is nice to prepare for this legislative session, knowing there will be attacks, but knowing that we have the people of Kansas behind us. Medication abortions now comprise more than half of all abortions in the U.S. Outpacing surgical procedures, according to the Guttmacher Institute, a research group that supports abortion rights. But a growing number of women are choosing to self-manage their abortion. Widely promoted by pro-choice activists is the international organization Aid Access, launched by a Dutch physician five years ago. It's reported to be a safe and secure source for women in banned U.S. states to purchase abortion pills dispensed from licensed European pharmacies on a sliding fee scale. Finally, the website I Need an A, code for I Need an Abortion, assists women in banned states to locate the nearest legal states to obtain a licensed abortion provider. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. Democratic state lawmakers are responding to GOP policy goals for the Arkansas legislative session. Right now, Republicans have a supermajority in both chambers of the legislature. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders has pledged to be the education governor and to implement more conservative school choice policies. House Minority Leader Tippi McAuliffe says she supports the governor's goal to raise teacher pay, but not her goal to expand school voucher programs. She says the governor contradicted herself in the two different speeches she gave on Inauguration Day. She mentioned reforms to the foster care and adoption system and pre-K expansion. Then she left those out of her public address on the Capitol steps. She didn't mention critical race theory in her speech to lawmakers. And by the way, critical race theory is a college-level course that isn't taught in any public K-12 school. But she mentioned it a number of times in her remarks on the Capitol steps. 
Democratic leaders also spoke against phasing out the income tax, a policy supported by the governor. McCullough says it's unclear how state government would operate with a sharp loss in revenue. So far, I haven't heard a, a, a plan that where we're going to replace those funds. How are we going to continue to fund a lot of our programs? That's, I mean, that's, that's one of the main things. And plus, it doesn't always seem like it's, it's done in a fair manner where um, often um, people who make a lot more money are the ones that get the bigger breaks. And then people that are really struggling get a pittance at times. Both McCall and Senate Minority Leader Greg Letting spoke against an executive order signed by the governor Tuesday that would ban what the executive order described as critical race theory from being taught in schools. Meanwhile, the Arkansas Senate is giving unanimous approval to Governor Sanders' nominees for her cabinet. That vote came yesterday. The governor has appointed 14 of the 15 cabinet members, with interim Secretary of Health Renee Mallory continuing in that role until a replacement is named. And still to come this hour, the first KUAF lunch hour performance of 2023 is tomorrow at the Fayetteville Public Library. And we find out what composer and musician Amos Cochran is preparing for us. So this is going to be something completely new that no one, including myself, has ever experienced. Um, I will be playing with a full string quartet for the first time live. Amos Cochran teams with musicians from the Fort Smith Symphony for 2023's first lunch hour tomorrow at the Fayetteville Public Library. And we'll get a preview from Amos in about 20 minutes on today's Ozarks at Large. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. I'm Paul Gatling. Arkansas has a new governor. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was sworn in as the state's 47th and first female governor on Tuesday at the state capitol in Little Rock. At 40 years old, Sanders is the youngest governor in the country. In her inaugural speech to the public Tuesday, the governor made some news when she said she would sign a series of executive orders later that afternoon as her first official duties. There were seven of them, ranging from critical race theory in schools to a government hiring freeze, and one that would prohibit the use of culturally insensitive words for official state government business, namely the word Latinx. We've got coverage from the state capitol this week, including the first day of the 94th Arkansas General Assembly. And you can find that online at talkbusiness.net. We've got more news after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security, member FDIC, equal housing lender. In the first week of the new year, Tennessee-based software development firm Matova announced it was going all in on Northwest Arkansas and moving its headquarters to downtown Bentonville. Matova also had Arkansas offices in Fayetteville and Conway, which will now both be closed. The company announced the move while disclosing that its internal management team had bought the firm from Lightview Capital. That's a New Jersey-based private equity firm. To discuss those moves, I caught up recently with the CEO of Matova, Josh Smith. Josh, um, congratulations on some big news at Matova. Two big pieces of news, actually, and um, I'll start with this one first, in ownership change. So um, you are now part of the management team uh, that's also part of the ownership group of the company. So um, well done. What does, what does that structure look like? What's, what's the ownership team look like now at Matova? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so private previously we were private equity backed or, or owned and, um, and got the opportunity to, to bring that internal. So you've got really the key leadership team. It's, um, all, you know, the managers are, you know, also the owners. So, um, frees us up to, 
you know, make certain decisions about the business, make investments in areas like, like Benton Bill and, and staffing up uh, that we maybe couldn't have done previously. Yeah, so give us a little bit of your background. I think you're a native Arkansan. How did you get connected uh, with Matova? Well, that is a long story. Uh, so, <laughs> so how I got connected with Matova was um, I was um, ex-military, um, joined Axiom out of the military in 98, and then co-founded a company called First Orion Privacy Store, which is in Little Rock, um, and it exists today. Well, when we started that company in 2009, I needed a mobile software development shop and strategy company to build you know, some of our products. At that time, it was BlackBerry mm-hmm. is what we started on, and the companies that I chose to do that work was Matova out of Franklin, Tennessee. So that was in 2009, and then you kind of progressed through the years. I became part of Matova, and then we, you know, we grew it you know, quite a bit. And then we split it apart in 2018 and became a digital agency standalone again. That was with private equity. And now in this latest iteration, um, it's now an, an Arkansas digital agency. Yeah. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of change since 2006 when it was originally founded. Yeah, right. And here you are, a new, a new chapter in the company's history. What does, for those who don't know, what does Matova do and, and who do they do it for? What is the company's uh, sweet spot? Yeah, so we are... A, uh, a digital agency, I guess, is the is the best way. So, you think about software development from you know product strategy and design and software development and all different flavors of that and what it means from web and and mobile apps. So, our customers over the years have gone from companies and brands that you know today, like Flickster, Dropbox, Yelp, um, Department of Defense, automobile manufacturers. Uh, construction companies, heavy equipment operators, a variety of things. And it's, it's really companies, it's hard to define, you know, who we do work for because mm-hmm. we do work for, you know, across all sectors because it's we lean in heavy on digital and, and digital roadmaps for, for your products and products that, you know, help to grow our clients' businesses. Right. And you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, um, the, the second big piece of news announced recently uh, that the company is moving the, the, the headquarters from Tennessee to downtown Bentonville. You've got some space in the brand-new, one-of-a-kind Ledger office building downtown. What excites you most about, about that? Why, why are you making this move? Well, so, so for us, we've, like I said, we've, we've been headquartered in, in Tennessee for, you know, for years. I'm in Arkansas. We've spent a, a lot of time working with the governor and, and investing in, you know, technology and computer science education and, and boot camps and, and just watch the growth, you know, across the state. We feel the skill set that we bring, you know, to the table, it just makes the most sense to, you know, coalesce around Mittenville and all the exciting things that are happening um, in, in this area. And does that move, uh, does it come with jobs to Northwest Arkansas? Are you hiring? Do you have open positions you're going to be filling in the upcoming weeks and months? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're a, a services agency. So, um, you know, our, our openings, you know, flow with, you know, with that business. Our intent is to really start to build around, you know, this, this part of the state or, or in Arkansas, I should say. And, and that can be, you know, recent college grads. That can be, you know, folks that are, you know, out of coding academies and, and then also, you know, transitioning veterans is, is something that you'll see us start doing, a, you know, a lot more of than we have right. in the past. Right. What is your current strategy um, when it comes to where you are working? You know, we're still seeing announcements of, you know, company X is going back to work or we're still doing this or we're still a hybrid model. How are you treating that with your employees right now, Patova? So we, we are remote. Um, and to a large degree, will will remain remote. Um, and really, for us, when it comes to company meetings and gatherings and 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 things like that, we'll we'll index around you know around Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas. And of course, you know we want to have a place for for the folks who are in you know, Arkansas to come and meet and, and drop and meet with clients and and things like that. But as far as you know, the structured office um, type environments, that's really not how we work. We're we're pretty flexible and agile and and have, you know, everything we need for everyone to be, you know, productive wherever they are. 
Right. All right. Very good. That is Josh Smith. He is the CEO of Matova, which is a software development firm that has relocated its corporate headquarters from Tennessee to downtown Bentonville here in northwest Arkansas. Josh, appreciate the time and continued success. Thank you, Paul. Smith said Matova hired 24 employees last year and expects to hire at least that many in 2023. In other recent headlines, according to an SEC filing on Monday, Tyson Foods' chief technology officer, Scott Spradley, has left the company. The filing did not disclose any details about the sudden departure. Spradley joined the company in June 2017 from Hewlett-Packard. Cynthia Coughlin of Bentonville has been appointed to the U.S. Marshals Museum Foundation Board of Directors, bringing the board number to 20. After many years of delays, the Fort Smith Museum is set to open later this year. And progress on a multi-million dollar commercial renovation project in downtown Springdale took a tangible step forward in December with its first tenant. Cromwell Architects Engineers has established a 5,000 square foot office for 10 employees on the second floor at 100 West Emma Avenue. It's part of a more extensive redevelopment of the former First Security Bank complex. An investment group with Springdale ties paid nearly $5 million for the property last summer. For all of those stories and more, visit us online at nwabusinessjournal.com, where you can follow our reporting each and every day. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Ozarks at Large. It is a Thursday. It is time to talk about live music in our region. As always, to help us do that, Timothy Dennis. Welcome back, Kyle. It's been a few weeks. We haven't done this for almost a month. Almost. Almost. The longest time gap we've had since we've kind of come back from COVID. Right. Right. So let's start. Tomorrow night. George's Majestic Lounge in Fable for their happy hour show is going to feature kind of a rockabilly swing band called the Hard Tops. Okay. That show is $8. That'll get underway at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, again at George's in Fayetteville. Happening up in Bentonville, Meteor Guitar Gallery is going to have a bill featuring the Flip Off Pirates, Fight Dream, and Mildenhall. this again i'm sorry it's at meteor guitar okay. gallery it's actually a stop that's part of a mini tour of the four state area for mildenhall oh fun cover for that is ten dollars today goes up to fifteen dollars at the door that gets underway at eight o'clock tomorrow night again at the meteor in downtown bentonville happening over in eureka springs the gravel bar will welcome randall shreve to their stage that show gets underway at seven o'clock tomorrow night again at the gravel bar in eureka springs down in Fort Smith, Majestic is having a show there billing as The Boys from Oklahoma, featuring music from Noah Bowman, Trenton Fletcher, and Gannon Freeman and the CC Brad. Okay. Tickets are $10 in advance. They go up to $12 at the door. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, again, at the Majestic in Fort Smith. And Oklahoma is not that far from Fort Smith. No, I mean, you could literally... <laughs> Depending you where if, you're standing. If you have a good arm and you're standing on top of the first national bank building, you could probably throw a rock into Oklahoma. Can't you... I'm embarrassed that I don't know this for sure, but can't you go from Fort Smith to Oklahoma without crossing the Arkansas River? You can certainly do it from Arkoma. Absolutely. Okay. Moving on. Saturday night, 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville is going to have the Americana rock stylings of Michael Bewley in the house. Mm-hmm. The story is long and the reasons. 
show gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday night, again at 612 Coffee House in West Fayetteville. Did you know Arkansas is the only landlocked state that you can go to all of the states that border it by driving south? How do you get to Missouri by driving south? Real. Uh, anyway, we're talking music, sense. sorry. Yeah. But if you look at how it's shaped, you can go south into Mississippi, you can go south into Oklahoma, obviously south. Texas and Louisiana. Yeah, and, and into Tennessee. Tennessee. Moving yeah. on. Yes. Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville Saturday night is going to have an evening of hard rock featuring the locals Proto Hive and Bellwether Sirens. They're joined on that bill by Tulsa's own Fleur, French word F-L-E-U-R-E. Gotcha. That shows $10. That gets underway at 8 o'clock Saturday night, again at Nomad's Trailside in Midtown Fayetteville. Back at Meteor Guitar Gallery in Bentonville Saturday night, they're having an evening of blues. It's billed as the Bound for Beale fundraiser by Ozark's Blues Society. Right. On that bill, obviously, Buddy Shooting the Motivators. Also joined by the Jeff Horton Band and the Downtown Livewires. Just another night sitting here all alone reflecting on love that's come and gone tickets are $25 in advance they go up to $30 at the door that gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday night again at the Meteor in Bentonville alright moving over to Eureka Springs the gravel bar is going to have the Claremore Oklahoma based band the Bison in the house kind of play Americana pop the bison. The bison. Gotcha. Uh, not to be confused with the buffalo. I knew that was coming. That show gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday evening at the Gravel Bar in Eureka Springs. You know what the dad buffalo said to his uh, youngest when he went off to college? Bye, son. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You knew that. <laughs> I mean, I can see it coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Got a whole brewing in Eureka Springs Saturday night is going to have Anitra J in the house. Oh, fun. She's in a Eureka Springs-based soulful song. Yeah. Writer. I try to play it by society's rules They told me what to do and what not to do I finally made myself see the truth I am beautiful in my own room That show gets underway at 5 o'clock Saturday evening again at Got A Hold Brewing in New York Springs. Then Sunday at Got a Hold Brewing, they are welcoming Forrest McCurran to the house. He's an Americana artist from Mid Missouri. That's all it is. That's enough. I'll be fine, boys, with a little luck. That show, Sunday, gets underway at 4 o'clock. Again, that's at Got a Whole Brewing in New York Springs. Jumping ahead into next week, Tuesday, 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville is going to have Sharice Carver on stage. She's a singer-songwriter originally from Nashville, Arkansas. Jesse Johnston had a flat tie down on Chickaberry Road. Heard he lost three cows at that night when his barbed wire fence fell from the storm. We got a crew together, fixed the fence, and found the herd. It was time to have a party down in That show gets underway at 7 o'clock Tuesday again at 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville. And then jumping ahead to Thursday, Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville is going to have an evening of power pop and Americana featuring acts Scott Collins. Carrie Middleton and Ted Hannig and the campaign.
Cover for that's $10. Gets underway at 8 o'clock next Thursday at Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville. And then Eureka Springs, Chelsea's, next Thursday night, is going to have the band Dusty Rust in the house. They're a, he's a country rock song, a country rock songwriter originally from the Kansas City area. Now he's based in Washington State, and that actually serves as the after party for night one of Osmo Mew. And I'm telling you that they've got a heck of a lineup this year. They always do. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. But that'll get us ready for the next week. Get us ready for Osmo Mew. All right. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you. Hey, it's A. Martinez. On Morning Edition, we go straight to the source of each story, and sometimes that leads to some interesting conversations, like this one in Qatar. <laughs> or this pardoning ceremony at the White House. I'm grateful for fellow Americans who we may never meet, but who will be, there you go. Listen to Morning Edition from NPR News for the best conversations, human or otherwise, every weekday. Morning Edition, every weekday morning from 5 to 9 on 91.3 KUAF. Attorneys for Damien Eccles are petitioning the Arkansas Supreme Court to overturn a lower court's decision denying using a new DNA test in a nearly 30-year-old murder case. Brandon Tabor, with our partner station KASU in Jonesboro, has more on the case of the West Memphis Three. Eccles' attorneys filed the petition on Monday for him and his co-defendants, Jesse Kelly Jr. and Jason Baldwin. Crittenden County Circuit Court Judge Tanya Alexander in June denied Eccles' request to retest evidence connected to the slaying of three West Memphis boys in 1993. Alexander said since the men are not incarcerated, they cannot request DNA testing to exonerate them from the crime. The three men have been released from prison for killing Steve Branch, Christopher Byers, and James Moore on the condition that they plead guilty to the murders, which they deny. State prosecutors have 30 days to file a response to the petition. In Jonesboro, I'm Brandon Tabor. The Bentonville Public Library expansion will get a boost from a $500,000 grant from the Alice L. Walton Foundation. This, combined with other recent gifts toward the project, bring the library's fundraising to $8.75 million in lead gifts. The private funds are combined with the City of Bentonville bond funds of $4.5 million toward the library's ultimate expansion fundraising goal of $16.75 million. According to a press release from the city, the library nearly 80% of the way to that fundraising goal. If you visit the Bentonville Library or any library, we continue to suggest checking out the book of short stories, Man-Made Monsters, written by Andrea Rogers. She spoke to us about the book last fall on the show, and now that book has been awarded the 2023 Walter Award for Best Book for Teens. Each year, the Walter Award is presented by the Maryland-based We Need Diverse Books. Man-Made Monsters, with illustrations by Jeff Edwards, will be honored at the Walter Award Ceremony and Symposium in Washington, D.C. in March, the award name for the late author Walter Dean Myers. And Arkansas's first dental school has a new dean. The Lyon College School of Oral Health and Dental Medicine announced yesterday Dr. Burke Sof will be the founding dean. He comes from the Roseman University of Health Sciences College of Dental Medicine in South Jordan, Utah. He'll officially assume the role on July 1st and will lead the school through its application for accreditation. Coming up on Season 4 of Undisciplined. I love the ways that they use their environment. I love that they use physical, like the plants that were in Africa, specifically West Africa, they not only use them for medicinal purposes, but they'd use them for physical means too. Because I think that the people who are outraged, like, why would we not? We want to keep our kids safe and all of these things, you know, and it's like, it's not just a safety These school resource officers are trained to be police officers. The Constitution says it's, it's not right to hold you in custody just because of your poverty. So judges should consider the ability to pay. But what I'm telling you is they don't. Nobody looks at that question. Almost nobody does. Episode one of season four drops January 18th. Listen for free wherever you get your podcasts. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. With me on the phone is Amos Cochran. Amos is a composer, a musician, an all-around good guy, and he is the first person to perform as part of the KUAF Lunch Hour series. That will happen tomorrow at the Fayetteville Public Library. Amos, welcome back to Ozarks at Large. Hi, Kyle. It's so great to chat with you on the phone, and it's always an honor to be on the show. Well, I can't wait 
to see and hear you in the Walker Community Room at the Fayetteville Public Library tomorrow without giving away too much, because I always like to be a bit surprised by the lunch hour performances, but what do you got, what do you got cooking for tomorrow? Right, so this is going to be something completely new that no one, including myself, has ever experienced. Um, I will be playing with a full string quartet for the first time live. Um, John Jetter from the Fort Smith Symphony and I have been in a conversation for years about doing something. And um, we're doing a performance together for them in February. And this lunch hour performance came up too. And I said, why don't we do these as kind of like a precursor to that? And he was down for it. So I will be joined by the Fort Smith Symphony String Quartet to perform um, uh, some of my music, just my, my normal stuff. But I've... Um, I've changed it and I've I've had to rearrange it for the quartet, which has been quite an interesting process. And the music has ebbed and flowed and changed in ways that I didn't really expect. And I'm really excited to get to experience. When you change something you've written because a string quartet will be joining you, what does that mean? How do you, how do you have to change it? So most of my music is written for piano, violin, and cello. Um, and that's where I'm quite comfortable. Uh, I've spent years playing um, with a couple of the same people in that fashion. And so with a quartet, we get an extra violin and we get a viola added. So I went into the music and just opened it up and kind of uh, asked myself, how do those two added instruments, uh, how can I use those as colors and how can I use them as support to these other melodies? And there's just these became a game of sort of just re, not recomposing things, but just it's almost like remixing things you know, and changing up, um, changing up how we experience the music. How does it go? How, how does it work in rehearsal? Is it sort of a give and take? Well, this is the other fun thing about the show, and this is where I sort of feel like I'm growing as a musician, is we will only rehearse for a few hours before the performance. Um, which is slightly terrifying for me, but also really exciting. Um, I usually workshop things a lot, and um, this is an experience that's really making me, as a composer, own my music and say, this is how I need it to go, this is where the music is going. Um, So I have been in very good conversations with these folks, and um, the first violin, Eugene Kong, who I believe is one of the best musicians, if not the best musician in the region, um, her and I had talked for almost eight years about working together in some fashion, and this is the first time that's going to happen. We got together the other night and played a few of the tunes and went through the music, and um, it will, it'll be a different experience for me, and the music is going to come out in a different way. And as far as the give and take goes in a rehearsal, um, you know, I've, I have them, I've given them the music. We'll go in and play through it, and I'm sure that I'll make some adjustments. I'm, I'm, I'm much better in real time when I can hear the work and make adjustments there, then I am just looking at the paper or listening to the mock-ups on the computer. Uh, there's nothing quite like the real people in the room. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's what it really sounds like. So let's, let's tweak this here and let's change this dynamic here. So it'll be intense, but it'll also, I think be quite amazing. You don't need validation because you have fans and you have awards and you have the Emmy nomination, <laughs> but to have conversations with someone like John Jetter or Urging Kong about your music and how they want to work with you, does that give you some level of validation still at this point in your career? So I wouldn't say that validation is really the best word. Um, I think as human beings and as artists, if we have an idea for something and we work on that idea, I've always believed that that is validation enough. Having the idea is validation. Um, what I think working with John and working with Irjean does is that um, it excites me and it makes me believe that I'm getting a little bit better mm. because I know three or four years ago, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had the, the confidence and the, the skills to come to the table to play with someone like Irjean. She would have been kind enough to play with me. But at this point, I feel like not that I'm anywhere near her, but I can meet her and say, hey, let's play this music together. Um, so for me, it's less validation and more just excitement and getting to expand the group of people and expand the team. Because I think all of these ideas are about finding the right team to bring it to life. And she is someone I've admired for a very long time. And so it's kind of more less validation and more just like fanboy, like, oh, my gosh, I get to play with you. But she's also... She's one of the most, she's incredible because she's so humble. I don't think I've met a person who has, is that level of talent and also is just a genuinely kind human being. And very quickly, like we had a rehearsal the other night and 
I think I was playing the first few notes of Trapeze, which is the song I've been playing forever. And like all of a sudden I forgot the song. And <laughs> I didn't know you might hear this and laugh, but then very quickly we just eased into things and then we were just playing music together. Um, so it's less about validation and more just about uh, growing friendships and growing a team of people. Oh, I love that. Now, we always talk about the lunch hour being an intimate concert. It's usually in our lobby, which means it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. Walker Community right. Room has a, f- a bit more seating, and it sounds like it's a good thing that this is a little bit bigger for this January lunch hour. Um, I think it is a good thing. I will say initially the aesthetic of the lobby at KUAF I really loved, and there's a part of me that's slightly bummed we can't have it in there. Um, but for the purposes of a real piano, which is always something like the one thing I demand for my shows, uh, the Walker room was a, a much uh, better idea for that. And um, it looks like people wise, we um, the initial sale of tickets, which it's not the tickets are free, but you just have to reserve them. The initial reserve sold out last night. Um, and we have added a couple of more tickets. So I think uh, hopefully the space uh, is big enough to hold everybody that's going to be there. And that'll help the energy. It'll help all the things. It's always neat when a room um, is full because it's a, it's a different feeling than when the room is vast. Well, it sounds like 2022 had a great ending for you. 2023 is having a great beginning. Uh, look forward so much to the performance tomorrow in the Walker Community Room at the Fayetteville Public Library, the lunch hour for uh, January 2023. Amos Cochran, always a pleasure to talk with you. Cannot wait to see you tomorrow. I can't wait to see you, Kyle. It's going to be a great time. I really appreciate you having me on. This is Leah Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. A soundtrack for the snow. We open Sound Perimeter today with the second movement of Cantus Articus Opus 61, an orchestral composition by Finnish composer Eino Juhani Rautavara. This piece, also known as Concerto for Birds and Orchestra, uses traditional symphonic instruments as well as pre-recorded bird songs. The second movement, subtitled Melancholy, offers a space for contemplation. I invite you today to listen to the birds' dialogue, to listen to the light reflected on the snow, to listen to the cold air.
That was an excerpt from Melancholy, the second movement of Cantus Articus, Opus 61, an orchestral composition by Finnish composer Eino Juhani Rautavara, performed by the Leipzig Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Max Palmer. Argentinian composer Astor Piazzolla wrote and arranged Las Cuatro Estaciones Porteñas, the Four Seasons of Buenos Aires, for his quintet of violin, piano, electric guitar, double bass, and bandoneon between 1965 and 1970. The originally standing-alone movements depicting scenes from Argentina's capital, Buenos Aires, were later put together on a suite, channeling the very well-known piece by Italian composer Antonio Vivaldi, The Four Seasons. Winter in Buenos Aires features the composer Astor Piazzolla also performing the bandoneon, a German instrument very similar to the accordion that became very popular in Argentina and Uruguay and eventually made its way into tango, becoming its soul. It was an excerpt from Astor Piazzolla's Invierno Porteño, Winter in Buenos Aires, in a live performance from 1970 featuring his quintet of violin, piano, electric guitar, double bass, and bandoneon. The snow is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. We end San Penibro today with Irving Berlin's 1937 song, I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm, in the voice of the unforgettable American jazz and swing singer, also known as Lady Day, Billie Holiday. This is Leah Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. Sound Perimeter is a segment dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. The snow is snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care? How much it may stop I've got my love to keep me warm I can't remember A 
worst December Just watch those icicles fall What do I care if icicles fall I've got my love to keep me warm I'm all about staying warm today. Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, Buddy Shoot and two of the motivators join us in the Furman Garner Performance Studio. I packed up my bags, called a cabin. I'm new. You gotta move. Get up, get out of your seat. You gotta move to the groove. Can't you feel that beat? You gotta move. Get up, get your friends and unite and keep on moving till the Once again, alone like a statue of stone, weak and meek. Their album, You Gotta Move, is a finalist for Best Record at the International Blues Challenge in Memphis, taking place later this winter. They'll play two songs from the record and talk with us on tomorrow's show at noon and 7 p.m. and streaming internationally at KUAF.com. The University of Arkansas-Fort Smith basketball teams are playing games tonight on campus, hosting St. Mary's from Texas. The UAFS women are 4-11 overall and 2-7 and in conference play going into the game tonight. The men, 8-7 and this season, 4-5 and in the conference. Meanwhile, the John Brown University teams are in Oklahoma City tonight for games against Mid-America Christian. The JBU men, so far 4-11 and this season. The women, the exact opposite, 11-4. and the Razorback basketball men are now 1-3 in the SEC after last night's 84-69 loss to number 4 Alabama. Arkansas will be at Vanderbilt in Nashville Saturday afternoon. The Arkansas women, with a 16-3 overall mark this year and a 3-1 record in the SEC, will next play Monday night, hosting Vanderbilt in Bud Walton Arena. That tip-off at 6 Monday evening. The Razorback indoor track and field season begins tomorrow. The Arkansas Invitational will be at the Randall Tyson Indoor Track. It will feature events in both men's and women's track and field. And the Razorback gymnastics season continues tomorrow night in Barnhill Arena with the team's home opener against traditional national power Alabama. The Crimson Tide come into Fayetteville ranked 8th in the nation. Arkansas is ranked 16th. The Razorbacks won their first meet of the season earlier this year, defeating Nebraska. And Arkansas swimming and diving also at home in Fayetteville this weekend. They will host Arkansas Little Rock for a swim meet beginning at 11 Saturday morning. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA, my conversation with journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones, author of The 1619 Project, and a visit to her 1619 Freedom School in Waterloo, Iowa. We know how to educate our kids. We just refuse to do it. That's next time on Latino USA. Latino USA, Sunday afternoon at 3 on 91.3 KUAF. A reminder, if you ever forget just which show is on when on the weekend, you can go to KUAF.com. We have the full weekend schedule. Actually, we have schedules for all three of our stations for every day of the week. This is 91.3 KUAF. Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, in Clarksville. Timothy Dennis produced today's program in the Herald and Blanchcock News Studio. He also produced today's Sound Perimeter. Contributors today included Timothy, Jacqueline Froelich, Paul Gatling, Leah Uribe, and Brandon Tabor. Stephanie Brock produced today's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal. If you ever miss an edition of Ozarks at Large, why not sign up for the free Ozarks at Large KUAF newsletter? It lands in your email inbox every Monday through Friday. It's absolutely free. It tells you what was on the show, gives you a little bit more information, and has direct links to each of the stories and interviews so you can listen to them right then. Just go to KUAF.com to learn more about our free newsletter. All right. I'm Kyle Kellums. Back tomorrow at noon and 7 with a Friday edition. Thanks so much for spending part of your Thursday with us.